0: Greetings from Alabama, episode of the podcast. I'm on vacation, um, but I figured I would come in and get this uh, show started. Uh, I've got an, a really special episode of the show for you tonight. Uh, my, my best friend in the world, Zeke Goodwin, is going to come on here and, and tell you his story. Um, if you've listened to earlier episodes of the podcast, I believe it was episode 53, highway refugee. Zeke told his story of of being jobless and homeless and finding refuge in the cab of a truck. And uh, so over the last few years, he has really come a long way uh, and is now a truck owner uh, with a truck leased to Blue Ribbon that we are operating for him. Uh, So I am going to sit back here in the shadows and kind of watch over things and uh, vacate on my vacation. And I'm going to bring Zeke in here And uh, him and Larry are going to have a chat, and uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Zeke, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks for having me on. All right, man. Well, I'm going to jump out. Y'all have a good time and uh, try not to hurt anything and hurt anybody. We'll talk to you (laughs)
1: later. I feel like I I just had the training wheels taken off, Zeke. What do you think?
2: (laughs) I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Chris is really good about... Hey, just do this, 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 and this,
1: and, and, and go. Yes. And and and, and, and I go. love it when we're when I, we're together. He changes all of my electronics to suit him. Then he just leaves. Like we, one time we were in my car and we were rescuing a driver somewhere. We were in my car for like twenty four hours. When I got back in the car, nothing worked the way I <laughs> expected it to work. You know, and all the radio was different. The, nothing would work, and so I had to you know had to learn how to you know undo what he did, but. My son does the same thing. My son will come to the house. He'll change everything while he's here. And then when he leaves, I've got to figure out what he did. And he just assumes well, you figure it out, you know? So anyway, Hey, welcome to the podcast, Zeke.
2: Thank you. Sorry. I just knocked over my thing here, trying to adjust my volume.
1: Well, I, I understand, uh, you know, reaching podcast excellence like Chris and I have is, <laughs> is, is, a, is, a, is a, is, a, is a tough hill. Okay. So, um, uh, well, listen, we're going to talk tonight about your, about your story, your journey, um, kind of where you left off before, um, oh, wow. going, going forward, you know, where, you know, I think, I think the, the focus tonight is going to be, you know, getting, having a, having a company driver job that, 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 that satisfies your needs and then giving you the ability to, to save the money and, and buy the truck. And you, know, you kind of did a, pretty much like we advise people to do and and so that's kind of what we want to do here is let people hear from you exactly how this worked for you and and and, and right up to the I mean look it, it it hauled freight last week you know first full week and it, it it hauled freight so why don't you um why don't you start I might interrupt inter, you know interrupt a couple of times and ask some questions myself and let's just kind of see how this goes so everybody Zeke Goodwin
2: sure yeah, no, you put me right on, you just threw me right out on the stage, Larry. There <laughs> you are.
1: Ta-da. Uh, there he is, everybody.
2: Yeah, if you have listened to Highway Refugee, uh, man, it's been a long time since I've recorded that one. Um, I, I was practically homeless, but but I found a job. It wasn't the best job, but it did what it needed to do. Um, I had a warm warm place to sleep, warm and dry, and I had, had money coming in every week. Um Man, things have really turned around since then. Uh, I found a local job hauling gasoline, which is just another another thing entirely. I mean, a commute every day. I mean, I hadn't done that in seven years. Um, but getting in the car every day to go to work, bringing a lunch, um, you know, but, but I never stopped learning. And I never stopped listening to podcasts and YouTube channels and was always learning something. Uh, about the industry, learning something um, about trucking, about uh, maintenance. You know, of course, Chris Polk being my best friend, I got to hear all the horror stories. I got to hear about all the breakdowns. Um, you know, so it, it never it never left my consciousness that, that this was still a thing that I could do someday. Um, and for a long time, my goal was to just get my kids grown, and then and then I'll buy a truck. Then I'll do it. Because then I can travel right. on the road, but
1: and we talked to you a couple of times about yeah. coming to Landstar, but and you might explain this as much as you want to, but your family situation just it, that didn't work for you. It wasn't an option for you that you could do, so you had it, right. to stay it with your wasn't. local job. And this is so, this has been your your foray into Landstar is as a truck owner as opposed to a driver. So just to clear that up, so.
2: yeah, it just wasn't physically possible to do that. And, um, and you know, if it were. Uh, I'd have been the first one to sign up and to get in a, a lunatic truck right. and uh, go running. But, you know, listening to, to you and Chris talk, uh, listening to your podcasts about the, the trucks and how to set them up, and, and just realizing that just by implementing a handful of these fairly inexpensive steps, I could separate myself from 90% of the rest of the. The, the 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 fleets out there, sure, and the owner operators out there. I could increase my my profit margin uh, enough to where no matter what the market did, I could still make money. So that inspired me, and and I really really wanted to to move towards it, and uh, and eventually I did. You guys put out your you put out the word that you were wanting to lease some trucks on, and uh, I went and got a lunatic truck, and. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, let me, let me interrupt just a minute and explain what you just said there. And then I want to exactly talk about that process of how you, how you found that. I know that was a, pro, I was, there was a, a length of time there that we dealt with that, but just in case you don't know, or, or you didn't catch this when we talked about on the podcast, because we have such a, a supply of quality people that want to be in the program. Um, and you know, we only have so many trucks. We came up with this idea last October where we would take other primarily Landstar VCOs where we started with it. And it's it's kind of grown beyond that. We do have some truck owners now that are are not connected to Landstar at all except because of us. But we um we kept seeing where VCOs would advertise on Facebook for drivers. They couldn't, you know, they constantly had a turnover, couldn't keep drivers. <clears throat> and here we were with drivers and no no trucks. So <laughs> I had bring brilliant idea of trying to match A and B, you know, and come up with C. And so we I put one um, advertise if you want to call out, I, I put like a notice on the Facebook groups in October. One time it ran exactly Friday and Saturday and Sunday it was over with. And we were just covered up with, with people <laughs> that wanted to do it. <laughs> so um, didn't know exactly how that was going to work. We were very, very particular about the trucks we wanted to take and whatnot. So we took our first three uh, right away. And then we added, um, some non-BCO trucks after that. But so what he's talking about here, everybody is that, you know, we do have trucks that aren't ours that we, we manage in our fleet and, uh, we put drivers in them and we, you know, uh, let them come in the program and, and get the education that we would do just like it's one of our trucks, but it's just, it's just, not ours. The only difference is, is that we, um, you know, we, we advise them how we want them to you know, to, uh, set the truck up and whatnot. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's their truck. So, uh, we do have some trucks that, that have been modified, uh, to meet our, you know, our suggestions. And we got a couple of Kenworth T680s that <laughs> are not, but, uh, at the same time, we, we have to, we have to weigh the, po- the pros and the cons and the, and the positives far outweigh the, the, the negatives. We do, we can give somebody a job and, and an education and be in the program, they understand that that's that truck is just for them to do that with, that they're probably not going to go out and buy that truck, you know. But it also has given us a chance to test some of these other trucks because we realize that at some point in time there's a sunset on the 07 and, and earlier truck, and we're going to have to find a, a, a lunatic truck of the future, you know, and it's very likely going to be something that's 2015 and, and, and later, you um, you know, so this has given us a chance to play with some of these and and, and learn some things. So, anyway, just want to stick that in there. So, Zeke, let's talk about the your the, the journey of you finding the truck. You know, I mean, I know I saw some of the, you know, some of the back and forth between you and Chris about what about this and what about that one. What, so, talk about that a little bit, okay?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the thing that when you're on the outside and you're trying to get in to this world there's a lot of trucks that look awful nice yeah. and unless you're eat, sleep and breathe this kind of thing, there's just a lot of pitfalls you just don't know about. And so, you know, I'd, I'd search truck paper or Facebook marketplace and, you know, I'd send a link to Chris or I'd send a link to you. And, and, you know, a lot of times it was like, man, it has got this wrong with it. It's the wrong, this, it's the wrong, that. Uh, oh, look at that thing right there! Uh, you know, contact that guy. Well, you know, eventually we'd we'd get to contacting someone, and you know, somebody's wanting ten thousand dollars for a piece of equipment, and they don't even reply to you, right? You know, or uh, you ask for a bid number, and they say yes, it's still for sale. Um, you know, just just the strangest things. Um, trying to trying to just get basic information.
1: Did did you understand how patient you're going to, have to be when you when you first made the decision to do that? Did you think you would just go out and find one right away? I mean, this patience thing. Were you expecting that, or is that something that you basically had to kind of understand and 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 eventually, uh, you know, realize that we can't just jump in there. Most trucks are not going to be what we're going to buy.
2: Yeah. Not to this degree. I mean, I thought by clicking the filters to to re- reduce the number of, of things that I was seeing, I thought I was going to make it a lot easier. Uh,
1: Except they didn't know what those things were. I've yet to, I've yet to ask anybody on Facebook what the rear end ratio is. And they could tell me now, <laughs> sometimes they'll, they'll figure it out and, and you know, yeah. and I'll tell them how to find it and they'll respond with it. But I've never had anybody know what that was when I first asked them anyway. man. Go ahead. I digress.
2: Yeah, no, it it was definitely a lot more difficult and a lot longer of a process than I realized.
1: Well, so, you know, we, so the two sources you used were Facebook Marketplace and what was the other one? Truck Paper. Okay. Um,
2: I I think it was truckpaper.com. I know I looked in there some. Uh, and then, and there might've been a third, but I can't think of it right now what it was.
1: Now, uh, I know people are going to ask. So another resource would have been to sign up for some of the auction, uh, newsletters, um, and, you know, auctions are not the greatest place, but sometimes if you, you know, you can stumble upon one, but, uh, that's yeah. another, that's another resource you can look at that finds this kind of truck, you know? Yeah.
2: I think uh, I'm still getting emails from Richie Brothers. Richie Brothers, right. Uh, I, I didn't locate any, any equipment to go look at there though.
1: Right. Right. So you ended up buying a truck from an individual, not from a business
2: Right, and it was Facebook Marketplace. Um, in fact, there was a first truck he wanted to sell me, and some things didn't line up with that one, and he called me a week later and said, oh, I've got I just got this one in. It's a little rough. You, you might want it. And it was actually cheaper than the first one, and uh, and I, I picked it up for a pretty, pretty low price, I thought, about scrap value, really, and uh, took, took uh, the mechanic car with me. That you guys talk about all the time took Carl with me and uh, gave it a once over a twice over three times over and uh like okay let's do it (laughs) so did
1: you take carl with you on any of the trucks that you didn't buy
2: i did i did The first one we went to look at was in dayton and there was six inches of snow on the ground and uh we spent about two hours going over it only to realize that there was just no way he was asking way too much money
1: so what did Carl find on that truck? Just that that oh, you didn't know before you took him.
2: Well, I, I would have not known a lot of the things that Carl found: wheel seals, um, exhaust leaks that he could just see the soot um, leaking. Uh, uh, I think he said the rear ends were okay, but but something else back there it was uh, one of the uh, leaf springs was was crooked. It was obvious that it wasn't done right. Um, several, several things. I mean, fifteen thousand dollars worth of stuff. Just looking at it.
1: Got gotcha. you. And what was the price of the truck? 18000 price,
2: eight, eighteen or twenty thousand. They wanted for that.
1: Plus the fifteen that Carl said you were going to spend yeah. in it, minimum. Yeah. Now, did the stuff that Carl found did the owners know that up front, or were they surprised to hear this?
2: Oh, right. None of this was anything in the ad.
1: Right. Yeah. Of course not. Um okay, so uh, so we took Carl a couple of different places um <laughs> looking back, aren't you glad you took Carl?
2: Oh, a hundred percent, yeah, hundred and ten percent, yeah, well, well worth taking Carl, and uh you know i I look forward to to when this truck gets back in for its next one twenty to have Carl look at it again.
1: well, it's due it's, it's due this month as a ma- matter <laughs> in August as a matter of fact, so um. Well, you know, uh of course, you know, we talk about Carl all the time here. I mean, we've turned him into, you know, a legend in his own mind, you know, but uh he's uh I mean I'm telling you right now, you know, um it it it's a shock to people when he showed we we took him up to this fleet up in, and we've talked about it on the podcast. But we like in January, February, it's cold as hell, okay? Remember. And uh and 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 it was snow all the fortunately we we were going to a fleet and they had a shop. And we could get the truck pulled into a shop once we got started, you know, 20 degrees below zero. <laughs> and so, uh, this guy, this maintenance guy that, uh, really wasn't a maintenance guy. He, he was, uh, an equipment, he, his job was to sell this equipment. Okay. And, and, and so all he wanted to do was sell these and, and they were gliders. Okay. And pre-ELD gliders at that. Okay. So, um, he thought he had diamond rings. Okay. He just, you know, he'd had like, I don't know, a bunch of them. Okay. And we only had about, I don't know, five or six left by the time we got there. And, and of course everybody else, they just bought them. You know, they just gave him. he was asking 40 grand. Okay. For these trucks. All right. And so, um, we pull them in. I mean, Carl's under that truck for over an hour, way over an hour. Okay. Huh. And we come out with a list and I mean, this guy, <laughs> it was the weekend. He wasn't even supposed to be there. You know, he's coming in on the weekend to sell the, he thinks he's going to sell two or three trucks and, you know, and, and, and um, you know, we start the negotiation and everything. And, and could, so two or three of them, there's hands down. We, we weren't asked. We finally found one that we would have bought had they agreed to do some things to it. And they didn't. So we didn't, but anyway, the the expectation that we were going to bring somebody like Carl, to, you know, to verify everything that they said or didn't say was, it was quite a shock to this guy. And like mm-hmm. I say, they probably sold 20 or 30, I don't know, maybe 40 of these trucks and, and nobody, nobody brought anybody to, to, to check them out. You know, now, had we not, I mean, we look, there was things in these trucks, there was, and it probably would be a help of Chris were to say this, but there's stuff that we wouldn't, he didn't have any idea. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 bell housing bolts are missing or loose. And we just gone through that, you know, we knew what that was about, you know, and, and just stuff just didn't line up with what he said, you know, and it just, it just, uh, it just didn't make sense, you know? And um, had we not had somebody like Carl there to to investigate all that, we very likely could have bought one of those and end up spending a ton of money afterwards. But anyway, let's go on to your situation. So you find a truck, you buy it from this guy. Now he thinks the transmission is out of it, right? That what that what his um,
2: right? He he's notified me about it. Said it had a transmission issue. Uh, said it wasn't drivable. I think he said it wasn't drivable. Um, so we show up and we. Get it fired up, and you know, hey, no smoke, no no white, no blue, no black, nothing coming out. It's running, good sign. Carl checks the checks everything out, um, throws it in gear, and lets out the clutch. Nothing.
0: Hmm. Flips
2: the flips the the range selector, throws it in gear, lets out the clutch, and about about Stalls throws a stone.
1: Yeah, yeah. About us out. And the, yeah.
2: The guy that was selling it, it's like, hey, whoa, whoa, hold on there. The price started going up. To go <laughs> if, up.
1: if this thing drives, the price going up, right? <laughs> so
2: you know, we, we thought we'd narrowed down what it might have been, right? And, uh, something in that range selector.
1: Well, we had already had that, okay? So I think Carl kind of knew because we had a this is a truck with a Mirator transmission, okay? And the meritor transmission has, uh, the range selector is, uh, is air over electric, I think, or, or just maybe air. Anyway, we, oh, and it's got, it's got a little electric switch electric. in it that gets out of, this gets out of, out of shape. And it's like a $250 part. Okay. And we had just gone through this with another truck. Yeah. And, um, and so I think he was kind of aware of what that situation was. And I think he figured out that that was all that was wrong on that truck. If that's like $250 part and that, that thing could have driven off the lot. Right. So, that tell was us, the tell us what, they, tell us what they he told you to do. <laughs> uh,
2: well, <laughs> he, said, I mean,
1: he said, "Pay the man, pay the man, Zeke. Let's get yeah, the hell out of here, right?" Pay the
2: man, let's go. Yeah, yeah
1: which, <laughs> which we did. Um,
2: but you know, we, we did. We spent a lot of time going over that one, and that was a rough truck. It was pretty dirty. It had been sitting for a couple years. Yeah. But one of the good factors was that it had not been north. It had been sitting in Texas. Right. And it had been based in Texas for a long several years, so you know Carl was impressed with the, the small amount of rust. Um, it just—it just. It just it's an '07.
1: It's 07 Columbia, right? Century. Yep. Yeah. Century. Okay. Okay. And it's a ten-speed, straight ten-speed, right? Yep. Okay.
2: <clears throat> yep. So uh, so we we got a wrecker and had it towed to West Virginia. And it sat- And you
1: bought this truck in Cincinnati area? Is that where it was? Yep. Okay. Yep. So- Another thing about buying these trucks is you kind of have to be available when they're for sale. You know, I mean, if you... It's not like you can you know, wait two or three weeks and, and go up there when you have a day off. You kind of have to jump when you see one. You know, that's another problem with finding these trucks is if they're really good and they're not going to last very long. So right. you have to be willing to, to make that pay that price of actually going when they're available. You know, that's that's the other thing. So, yeah, I know at first you started looking distances pretty far out. And a problem with that is it doesn't, it, it's not cost effective to, to pay Carl to go to Texas. You know, uh, right. I mean, our weekend up there with him in Wisconsin was, it was, it was, it, it, we didn't do it just for the trucks. I mean, we had a good time. We, 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 you know, we, the, 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 um, camaraderie that we had with first time I ever spent a lot of time with Carl, you know, and we went over to my son's house and mm-hmm. my son lives in the Chicago area. So we went over there and stayed a little bit, but it was just a great, it was just a great time. But we, you couldn't, you couldn't do that every, you know, every, every time you found a truck that far away, you know, so you kind of have to limit your search to where you've got your network, you know, and, um, and then go from there. So you, you're probably what, a hundred miles away, something like that.
2: 130, 140, 130.
1: something okay. like
2: that. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's probably the same with cars. You know, if you want to, if you don't have the time or the energy to do it, you can go to the car lot. Right. And uh, somebody will uh, wheel you and deal you and whine you and dine you, and you'll, you'll walk off the lot with something. But you're going to pay for that markup.
1: Right, right. <clears throat> All right, so you got it on, on the hook, and you bring it to Hurricane. <clears throat> what happened next
2: i took it to carl's house i uh, had it dropped off there and uh, he got to work on it in his spare time and uh put it up on jack stands uh never never did put the drive shaft back in it okay um but put it on jack stands started working uh, put a new shifter on it threw it in gear took a video of the the yoke spinning hey we got the transmission problem fixed and, and proceeded to to put another ten ten thousand dollars worth of parts on it elsewhere.
1: Now, these parts were things that you needed. It needed, or are these modifications, or are they both, or a little of both, a little of both. Okay. Um.
2: It needed a. It needed a, a, a exhaust manifold gasket anyway. Okay. So the exhaust manifold had to come off, and it's in three parts, and they usually break, uh, according to Carl. And so we elected to buy a fifteen hundred dollar exhaust manifold from pittsburgh power right that wasn't a hundred percent necessary but due to the the intensive labor doing it we elected to go ahead and put that on there because hey we're going to get a little better fuel mileage well it's going to last
1: long exactly that ported and polished and and that that definitely is a fuel mileage you know it we we typically do the filter and the muffler to improve prove the flow yeah. but that muffler i mean that uh, manifold actually is a, is a is makes it even better you know so cuz you don't have that you, you know you're eliminating the restrictions uh out of the uh combustion chamber you know all the way now down the first restriction your truck has is that 9 degree bend at the back of the cab yeah so it, it it does make a big difference you know and we're seeing it in your fuel mileage by the way so
2: yeah i i'm hearing it's getting good fuel mileage absolutely um, that that was one the one big thing that it didn't have to have that we did right everything else it pretty much needed the first surprise was the turbo um the fins were chewed up so we we spent a considerable amount of money uh on a turbo and um you know just this uh, bushings uh hoses clamps uh leaf springs airbags on and on and on and on
1: well, another thing, let's, let's kind of talk a little bit about strategy here. You're an in row rush. We, nope. You know, you, it, it didn't matter. I mean, you've got a job, you know, you're making money. You paid what, 5,500 bucks for this truck? Is that what you paid for it? Yep, okay. 5,500 for the truck. So we've truck. got a truck that we've got 5,500 bucks in. It's got good bones. Carl approved it with the following and did he give you an estimate up front of what he thought the, the, the repairs were going to be to get it moving? Did he, he We talk about that or not?
2: He didn't, uh, based on some of his other repairs he'd done for you guys, we had a rough estimate. Okay. Uh, you know, but you know, 5,500 bucks,
1: 5,500 bucks. Yeah. And other than the fact that it was filthy inside <laughs> the truck was pretty, pretty solid otherwise. Right. I yeah, yeah. Hey, you started it. If it hadn't, if, if you could have driven it, you could have driven it home. But, um,
2: yeah there were only a handful of things that were preventing it from being deep dot legal
1: right you know that
2: that exhaust leak from the the manifold exhaust manifold that was one right um just a few i mean i could have got it dot legal for ten thousand right you know five
1: but you weren't in a hurry and and you wanted to do the modification so we could get this fuel mileage you know and and various things and you know we didn't really have uh you know a driver necessarily for it. we thought we did, and it didn't work out so we, we now we had plenty of time to to get it right so now you have no rush and you can sit there and you can spend whatever you need to spend on it to get it to where you want it to be and that's kind of yeah, what and, you did and right? i
2: felt I felt pretty good about this um you know whenever it came down to something, uh I always reverted to go ahead and do it you know right time there's no rush right. You're 100% correct. I have, a, I have a job. In fact, my job's local, right? which is even better, which means you know, if, if a part needs picked up or uh, an extra hand is needed, I can run and, and get that done, which I did a few times. So.
1: And another thing I want to point out right here is that at no time did you go in debt at, anything, at any point in the street. Everything here was cash paid by you. Correct. Everything. Ta-da. So um, do you want to talk about where the cash came from? I How many banks it. you robbed or anything like that? Or do you, want to, do, you, do you want to admit, do you want to confess to anything on, you know, on the air right now? Or do you just want to keep that a secret?
2: It was all legal. I'll, I'll say that. Right. <laughs> it was all legal.
1: Um, so we had some surprises though. Okay. We thought we had the transmission fixed. <laughs> You know, and we thought that was the big problem, and so because we thought that was fixed, we went ahead and did a lot of other stuff and spent some money that we might not have done had we known what we know now, right? So,
2: not necessarily. There were there were things that were done out of order. I think is what right. we would have done differently. And the the for that, the was sequence the of stuff.
1: attack was a little bit. skewed looking back right yeah the
2: the drive shaft was out and it never got put in the wheels were off right uh well the wheels might not have been off at that point but it was up on jack stands
1: right and then eventually for a, for a long time
2: yeah um so so when we finally i mean we're talking six or eight weeks later we get we all show up down there i mean it's got a landstar number it's got a qualcomm in it i think it's got uh, it's insured um it's got did i say it's got insurance on it through landstar right, right. i mean
1: it's 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 a qualified it's landstar ready to vehicle go. it's not even on the ground and
2: <laughs> we go we put her in gear to, to just turn it around so we right. do something else and right nothing and whoops
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, wait a minute i thought we fixed Whoa. this
2: problem flipped it to high range you know we're, we have the same problem we can move it in high range but not low right go underneath uh reverse the 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 connectors in there, flip the thing, still same problem. Um so you know back back to square one 6 or 8 weeks later. I mean, talk about a rough feeling there.
1: Right. Um, and and by the way, since it's a qualified Landstar truck, the Landstar um you know, uh fees and stuff are ticking here. You know, we're paying for the insurance, we're paying for the we're paying for the, you know, all the other things, you know, the, the weekly deductions are already. So we're, we're, we're building up a little bit of a internal red file here. You know, In
2: fact, uh, <laughs> if I remember correctly, the driver that was supposed to drive, it was standing in the parking lot while I'm
1: trying right. to really turn. Exactly. It. Exactly. You know, doing hey, this, doing this. <laughs> That's funny. So, you want me to drive? You know?
2: <laughs> so no, we, we had this, we thought we fixed the problem with the shifter, the shift selector. That wasn't it. Um, you know, back to the drawing board. Um, we we replaced another part from the transmission. The uh, what would you call it? The cylinder selectors. I forget what they're called, but that didn't do it. So, pulled the transmission. Found a sheared off pin from the range selector down in down in the gears.
1: And on that Meritor transmission, that's not completely unheard of. Yeah. Okay, so.
2: So we're in the synchronizer. So we bought a synchronizer, put that in. Uh, and while we did that, we did a few other things and got it ready. So, you know, I believe it was three months after it arrived at Carl's house that it finally drove my maiden voyage to, uh, Oh, the the wheels, one of the wheels was off the ground too. Anyway. So it, it finally drove to, uh, to the truck stop. And, uh, well, we had we had more problems.
1: Now, in the meantime, my original truck—we called it JPEG or Metro. On you know, guys know it as Metro. It gets totaled up in up in Pennsylvania, and so we end up buying that truck back for a song, and we, we drag it back to Hurricane. And some of the parts that you've got on your truck were 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 hand me downs from that truck, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah, a few a few of
2: them.
1: Yeah. Right. So. All right, so we get it down to. Hurricane, and we find out that uh, it's still not quite it's, ready to go.
2: It's making a god awful noise. It's screaming like a banshee when you when you get to sixty miles an hour, and we're and it's shaking too. So we think it's the transmission. We take it to a shop, and the shop checks the the drive angle for the drive shaft,
1: right, and,
2: and finds that some of the leaf springs are on backwards or something, and they, they fix that, and. Uh, Hey, it stopped shaking. It's not shaking anymore, but it's still screaming like crazy at 60 miles an hour. Right. And uh, we're like, man, that is, that is, it sounds like a skill song going through a two by four. Right. And, um, so
1: not something you really want to hear run down the road, right?
2: No. And I think, I think Chris drove it under a load. Uh, in fact, he was, yeah, he went to rescue Seth, uh, he was mm-hmm. under a load, um, and it's like, man, we got all kinds of power, but still making that noise. So we take it to. Uh...
1: Well, so yeah, so you 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 end up you end up putting a transmission in it. Oh. For, for, for a couple reasons: <laughs> right. number one, to fix the the noise, hope we thought, and get rid of the meritor. We put we put an Eaton Fuller transmission in it to get rid of the meritor mess, right?
2: I did forget. Yeah. That was, that was an expensive bill too, but yeah. And then we
1: found out the clutch was, was crap when you did that, right? Okay. So we put a clutch in it. So just where, (laughs) where are we at money wise right now? Do you remember where we were money wise at this point in time?
2: After the transmission and the clutch got put in it, 40,000.
1: 40,000. Now this is freaked. Most of the people out there listening. You did what you spent $40,000 on a 07 piece of shit, you know? I can hear him right now, so we'll deal with that later. So, <laughs> so we're forty grand in. And all it's right?
2: still making that racket. And
1: it's still it still can't have a driver in it because nobody would drive that. Chris did drive it. He said, you know what? This makes an excellent fuel mileage trainer because <laughs> <laughs> if you get it up sixty miles an hour, it runs you out of the truck. So you have to keep your foot out of it to drive it. But yeah,
2: there's no <clears> boost <throat> gauge on this particular old fleet truck, old creature. Right. Truck. So it doesn't right. have a boost gauge. Had we had one, we might have figured out what was going on right. way back when we before we put the transmission
1: in. It. Right
2: uh, now, right. to be fair, I'm I'm glad we put another. We, I'm glad we put the Eaton in it because right. they're way more driver friendly, user yeah, absolutely.
1: friendly. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: you know, and it's got a three year warranty on that 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 transmission. Right. Uh, West Virginia Radiator in Spring. They took care of me. They found a found somebody that would take my Rockwell core. Uh, took good care of me. Charged me a reasonable rate.
1: Now we got a new clutch. Drive yeah. line's all been squared away. So we we're, Feeling we, we really feel good pretty good about, it, about it, it, you know.
2: But <clears throat> so we what we finally found out, uh, and I gave you a hint with the boost gauge thing. The uh, right one of the clamps on the crossover for the uh, EGR that that's connected to the turbo. One of those clamps had worked itself loose, and we had a air leaking kind of like you blow up a balloon and you sh- you let that air out that's what it sounded like
1: well now let, let's talk about how we diagnosed that because that was a son of a gun to find okay it, listen carl went through it um west virginia everybody could nobody can always find this noise okay so Chris, like you said, Chris had to go down and rescue Seth. Uh, one of our guy Seth, he had a, his truck broke down in, in in Knoxville for a shifter problem, and they were going to take a, over the weekend to fix it. So he takes your truck down there to, to deliver Seth's load for him to keep him on 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 the load. And so he finds out that this squealing going and 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 so I think Chris actually put a a, a clamp on it or, or an O ring on on it in that system somewhere, yep. thinking it might be that still didn't fix it okay so we finally get the load delivery get the truck back and we take it up uh, with I only know two guys in the I only know two personal guys in the country maybe three three that actually have a smoke machine that tests you know um, charge air cooler systems um, Pittsburgh Power TNE in uh, Kansas City and our buddy Billy Adkins up in West Virginia so we called Billy and said Billy we need to, we need you to smoke test this vehicle. And he goes, well, bring it up here. I'll do it. So we, Chris takes it up there and hook the smoke machine up to it. And voila, guess what? We got smoke coming out of this little tiny little, you know, and, um, and that's what it was, you know, yep. put that on there, <laughs> fix the problem. Um, so, um, now we had another little issue. We don't really know why, but we thought that maybe the frame might've been twisted or whatever. It was set on those jack stands for two months. You know, we don't we do know what, but um, we end up taking it to Florida to our my MD alignment guy. I guess it was maybe last week, yep. and uh, he lined it up, said it lined up fine, no problem with that. With that, so we don't think the frame bend thing was a was a problem. It's probably just, it probably still has maybe a leaf spring, maybe a front spring or something that might might need to be replaced. With. Who knows? So anyway, what are you into it now? All said and done. Where are we at money wise?
2: That that was the forty, forty one thousand. So you're
1: forty. Okay. Yep. Now you have you had about a twenty five or maybe a two thousand dollar red file. Um that from all the all the fees from Landstar that that we so we're twenty two hundred, yep. Twenty two hundred. All right. So we're forty two hundred. And then we got the invoice for the parts that you bought off of my old truck. So we so we're probably 44, 45 into this truck, right? That kind of yeah. And I, think,
2: I think I've already got through L some super single tires that weren't right. We bought
1: we that. bought a set of tires for it. Yeah. Okay, so those are about a thousand dollars per position. So you're another four thousand. So now we're running right at fifty thousand. We're now we're freaking most people out <laughs> right now. You could have yeah. bought. You could have went and leased a truck for fifty thousand dollars. But here's, here's where we, here's, here's the thing about this. Okay. You, it's an 07, right? Yep. All right. That 07 that Seth wrecked in January had 1.85 million miles on it. All right. That truck made just shy of $4 million since 09. Okay. $4 million. All right. So, the expect the expectancy, the hey, that's right word, the the life expectancy of this truck now. Oh no, the, the only thing left that you haven't done is in frame the motor, right?
2: And the rear ends.
1: And the rear ends. Okay, that's the it. rear ends. All right, so rear ends, no big deal. Okay, first of all, they go, they they can go millions of miles. They don't, you know. There's there's no there's no real there's indicator no that you know. I mean, I mean, we obviously changed the synthetic fluid and look to make sure there's no metal or anything like that so you know probably not going to be an issue and even if it is a rear end's 2500 bucks okay so but you know at some point in time we we don't know do you, do you know the provenance do you know if it's had a supposedly had an in frame or anything done to the motor not a clue when you it mar- has
2: 1.1 million on it when i bought it
1: okay so we have no clue probably not probably does not So now we're faced with the prospect of maybe doing an in-frame, which we know now we can get done for, I don't know, $15,000 on that that truck. So here we go, though. Now, so we don't have emissions issues. We don't have DPF issues. We don't have sensors and crap that we have to take it to Detroit or Freightliner and sit in the waiting room for a week while they stuck the computer in it and try to figure out what it is. We don't have any of that stuff. Okay, it's got EGR, but we can manage EGR. Okay, and so now we are set. We're set. We have a we have we have a fifty thousand dollar investment. All right, that already now has made money. I'm looking at the last two weeks. Okay, um, it and I don't know. It's done. We've done. Um, let's see here. Uh, it did uh, ten thousand dollars plus the first week. It ran full time make sure I'm right about that. Yeah. And then last week it did just shy of $8,000. So already it's making money. It will take it at this right now. Let's, let's qualify this. If you were driving this truck at Landstar, okay, yourself, you would be making, I don't know, three grand a week, a week, at least, maybe more. Okay. So the $50,000 divided by, let's say, say three. In 16 weeks, it's paid for.
2: That's a, paid that's for. Incredible.
1: Okay. And now, with you as a driver in it, it's going to take longer than weeks. that because we're paying the driver about two thousand bucks a week. So it's going to take you 50 weeks to pay at this point in time, a year. Okay. And, and in the meantime, you still got your job. Yep. Um, you know, we the, we have a driver that's making money and getting an education. All right. You're making a little money. We're making a little money. Um, as opposed to a guy that we just hired that that we save save literally from a lease purchase that he would have been into for three and a half years, mm. to the tune of fifty eight thousand dollars for a tw- a twenty twelve KW T six eighty, with every possible problem that you're not going to have now. So that's why it doesn't freak me out. People go, "What you are? You are absolutely." insane, you know, but this is why, I mean, well, you Carl can, you could, you could jump it. in this truck next week yourself and drive it. Okay. And in 16 yep. weeks it's paid for.
2: Yep. Yep. Carl kept telling me 90% of the stuff we did to this truck, every truck has to have done. Right. You know, just cause you've got a, a $4,000 a month truck payment doesn't mean you're not going to need an airbag or brake chamber or uh, a a leaky exhaust manifold. I mean, it happens.
1: And when all said and done, as Chris says, top to bottom, front to back, we've got, I mean, look, we've gone over this truck, you know, I mean, what like I say, except for the two rear ends and except for maybe an an, an end frame. I I don't know. It doesn't use any oil, I don't think. I don't think we're having any issues with, there's no symptoms of needing uh, an end frame. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll obviously know more about that as we, as we use it. Uh, so, and we, and we start getting some oil samples back, but, um, you know, right now it doesn't, it doesn't reek of anything that, that raises a red flag, you know? Um, so, I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's a perfect example of exactly what we treat, pre- preach to people to do, you know? And again, you're an unusual thing here cause you did this as an investor, not as a driver. So your return is going to be longer, you know, but, uh, again, you've still got your job. You still do your thing. You know, you're making money now on the side, um, and you're going to have this truck paid for, you know, within a year. And then how many years now can we, I mean, I mean, look, uh, there's, there's, there's no sunset on that truck. You know, we've done everything we yeah. now, except for, like I say, putting a motor, we put a motor and we know we're good for another million miles. That's ten years.
2: Like you said, your, okay. your track until it got wrecked was still going.
1: I've one point eight five million miles with no end frame. Yep.
2: I've got an <clears> OPS on this one, just like you had an OPS on yours.
1: Absolutely. I'm yeah. Well, so let's talk about that. So the modifications we did to it. All yes. right, we went to super singles. Right. Uh, we when we all had the mo the uh, the work done, we put a uh, a, ba- a new balancer and a and a uh, vibration damper on on front okay. of it. We did a Pittsburgh power muffler, Fleet air filter. Uh, we did the OPS and synthetic oil. What else did we do? Scan gauge?
2: Not yet. It needs one.
1: Oh, okay. price has well, gone up. <laughs> scan gauge price went up?
2: It's Almost 200 bucks now.
1: Well, that's what's it been. It's been 200. Oh, has it? Hasn't, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, been, that's,
2: that's on list. list.
1: Okay. Well, that's fine. Right. So, um, so our fuel mileage, I don't know if I can bring. Let me look real quick. I think I might be able to bring that up real quick. I haven't figured it yet for this week, but let's look and see what uh, what it was uh, the first week it ran. Um, I don't have it. I don't did it, Did we tell you what it was?
2: I'd gotten a text while Chris was driving, and he was getting eight,
1: eight, okay, I,
2: seven and a half. Sorry, seven and a half, seven. I think it was seven and a half
1: to eight. That was with the noise and
2: yeah that was before that problem was fixed
1: yeah well, I mean there's no reason why we can't get eight out of it okay now we um did, so we got we got the right tires on it um trying to think there's anything else that we need to do to that truck i i think we're I think we're good to go we've got a good driver in I can tell you that mm-hmm. um he's he he understands fuel mileage and uh I'm sure he'll he'll be um um Making, you know, making you some money with this truck. So any regrets, anything that you, uh, other than I know with the order of attack would, in retrospect, we'd have looked back and looked. And and we've, every time we do one of these, we learn. Okay. Every time we're getting ready to do one now for, for, for a podcast listener. Matter of fact, he's listening right now. I see his name. So we, and we advised him, we said, look, we know that there's two potential problems with this truck that you're getting ready to do. And we, we, we identify what they are. And we're going to make sure we have those two things fixed before we do anything else so that we kind of correct the situation you got into. Because if we fix the things that have to be done, some of these other things that are optional, we could put off for a while if we had to. You know, he could go ahead and make money and we could then do these things down the road. You do all this other stuff and spend all your money, then you don't have the two problems fixed. Now you're still sitting there and you can't make any money with it. So we we learned that, you know, we, we, we're we changing the way that Carl's doing things now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gotta remember, Carl wasn't a lunatic before he found us, so we're still teaching Carl. Okay, he's great, great guy, no, the best. I mean, we listen. We have a we have a we have a Volvo, two thousand Volvo. We've been chasing a prime problem since last June. Okay, hmm. everybody has had their hands in that truck. Everybody, all right. Detroit shops, Freightliner shops. Everybody has had their hand in this truck. So we happen to have it um, there last weekend. We were we were we were trying the last thing that we could think of because we had heard that there's a problem with maybe the fi- the fuel filter base is having a crack, hairline crack that you can't see. This truck runs fine, and then it sits overnight and, you, and it's hard to start. It loses prime overnight. So we de- listen. We've done everything. Valve in the back. of the head. Every everything that everybody that knows anything about Detroit says today, we done it, okay. So Carl is changing this filter base housing. Um, for for us last weekend in <laughs> carl's the way he does it hey what you gonna do about this <laughs> and he finds i wish chris was here to talk about it because i he know he finds this little i don't know it's like a little split in a in a in a line or something that that goes out of that fuel filter housing like a little uh, just i mean he, no one else would even ne- notice it except him you know and he's putting this filter has it on. Putting his, and he goes, well, look at this, you know, fixes it, and I'll be damned if that truck didn't start every morning this week without a problem, you know. So there you go. Um. Anyway, we uh, uh, Chris just said fuel line was running improperly and rubbing the back of the starter pinhole. There you go. So now you know we talked about this before. You know, my truck when we call Metro, you know, it had a same problem. For a long time, but it was concealed because I had a fast on it and a fast has its own lift pump. And, and, you know, it would, it, even though I was losing prime in the, in, in the, in the, in the full flow system, the, the fast would, would, would pump it up and, and, uh, and, and overcome the prime problem. And I had, listen, I paid thousands of dollars over the years to have all these shops. Look at this thing. Nobody could, you know, I also had a problem with my tanks wouldn't equalize. One of them would fill up or run out and the other wouldn't. Hmm. <clears throat> and so I had, I listen, I had everybody in the world. Look at this thing. And so eventually, uh, well, the first time Carl ever looked at the truck, first time he ever saw the truck, hmm. he gets under it and he looks up. He hadn't been under the truck five minutes. <clears throat> he looks up and goes, Hey, what you going to do about this fuel leak? <laughs> <laughs> what? And he, there was two brass fittings that they put on there. When they put the fast on there that splits the return line between the two gut tanks, which was the problem with the tanks, by the way, they had, they had zip tied those together 10 years ago. Okay. And they'd sat there over this town rubbing together. So between these two brass fittings, they'd rubbed a, a hole in one of them. And I mean, if it was a fuel leak, I mean, there's never any fuel on the ground. Okay. It, it may have been dripping, you know, but he found this fuel leak within five minutes that I literally have paid thousands of dollars to have somebody try to fix the first time. So Carl became a, you know, became a uh, valuable part of our program immediately after that. But, uh, but we're still, look, he's still learning. He's still learning some of our modifications and stuff like that. But um, so looking back, you know, regrets at all. I mean, what, what, how do you feel? How does your wife feel about all this? Okay. No, my
2: wife has actually been more steady about this than I have. Um, you know, I, I got the butterflies now and again. I got the uh, disappointment, you know, over the next, you know, when the tra- the transmission, I think, that we thought we had fixed probably disappointed me the most.
1: Yeah.
2: But, <clears throat> um, you know, in the long, the, the grand scheme of things, um, I don't have any regrets. Um, I got I got my second um what do you call it a settlement from you from blue ribbon that showed what the truck made you know seeing seeing your equipment that's a supplying an opportunity for a learning owner operator and it's making money i don't know there's, there's no better feeling than that i don't think
1: so your long-term plan is to put more trucks on and keep your local job it is and then, at some point in time, you'll have enough income off the trucks to replace your your driving job, and at some then point, you'll yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, you'll be a fleet owner, and um, uh, we've also got plans for you here, as we've talked about. You know, we're this um, this 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 truck, whatever you want to call it. I'm I'm calling them strategic partners because that's what they are. Yeah. We now have eight. We have now we have eight Zeeks now that. Um, own trucks that they have allowed us to put on our fleet at Landstar. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we provide the driver, we provide all the management. All they have to do is, um, take care of, of, of the major maintenance stuff. You know, the little stuff, we just run it through the operation, operating capital, uh, operating profit of the truck, but big stuff, they have to be responsible for that. And, um, and we do, a a profit split, you know? So, um, it's been a, uh, an unexpected, um, I guess twist for us. I don't think r- looking back, I know I didn't anticipate this being a growth area for us, but it certainly has become one. And it's, um, you know, I, we don't see it. We don't see that going away. We, we, that's, that's our growth right now. We, you know, we've got, uh, As you all know, we have this event coming up next weekend, and we've got some potential uh, investors coming there. And almost everybody that um, that is our strategic partner now, a lot of those guys are going to be there uh, just to learn more about the program. So um, you know, we're blessed with this uh, with this uh, the goose that laid the golden egg here, the podcast. You know, and, and that it produces for us a uh, unlimited list of people that are really 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 good folks that understand what we're doing here and want to become a part of this thing and we can't even listen there's people right mad at me right now because we can't even return their 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 email and get in, get them a, a zoom interview we're, we're we're so freaking busy that we can't even do that and i apologize to you guys it's not that we've forgotten you we just can't we just don't have time We'll do it we'll just be patient, be patient with us if you're if you're you know if you're that quality individual, stay where you are, be patient. we'll get to you and uh, as we as we get through we got a couple of trucks we're working on now to bring on and we've got several people like Zeke and I, there's somebody on the comments right now wanting to tell, want to bring a truck to us now but you know it's uh, it's a process you know it takes a while to make this happen and um, and that's fine you know we'll, we'll 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 get to you as soon as we can. Um, Zeke, you got anything else you want to add here? Anything you're,
2: um, yeah, I got a a text from Chris giving me the thumbs up to uh, plug my other side project.
1: Uh, Okay. You
2: asked me a minute ago, how, how I, where, where the money came from to, uh, to afford the tractor.
1: Well, that was a rhetorical question. I knew where it came from. I just want to give you a chance to be able to say it. So, Uh,
2: um, so I, as, as along with uh, my day job, I also uh, invest in cryptocurrencies uh, like Bitcoin.
1: You're one of those guys.
2: I'm one of those guys, and uh, I got very fortunate when I invested and uh, made enough of a profit to cash flow this tractor. Um, didn't Good have to for borrow you. Borrow any money? Uh, didn't have to cash anything out. You
1: know? You're one of those weird people that don't have debt. God bless <laughs> weird you. people.
2: So um, I also started a website. Uh, a couple months ago, goodwincrypto.com. And what I'm offering or going to be offering in the very near near future will be um, consulting. Okay. Goodwin Crypto Consulting. Uh, the website's goodwincrypto.com. And okay. There's, it's also Goodwin Crypto on Facebook, and you can contact me through my email, through, through Facebook, either one. Uh, I can set up a Zoom call and walk you step by step um no risk on setting up a cryptocurrency wallet and getting you set up on exchange to, to get exposure to this asset class.
1: So Great. Wonderful.
2: That's, that's my new project. And uh, that's, that's where the money came from for the truck. And,
1: uh, well, and, and the source of your funding, tell people what that was. Okay. The source of the, 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 the capital to buy the crypto.
2: The first, the first bit, um, I actually was my money and then the, the second bit, uh, was the stimulus from uncle Sam,
1: <laughs> the Trump monopoly money bought you a freaking truck, right?
2: Eventually it did. Yes. I had, uh, there, there were some ups and downs along the way. But,
1: All right. Um, you know. so yeah. the, <laughs> again, to restate the obvious. You didn't go in debt 50 grand to buy this truck. You wrote a check for 50 grand to buy this truck. Okay. Yeah. Big difference there. Okay. All right. So you're not going to be sitting there with not paying your bills. If the truck sits at, for a week, but broke 100%, down.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't right. be comfortable at all being in that kind of position.
1: Had um, a guy this week. We're going to talk about this a little bit later. Matter of fact, we're going to have a whole podcast about this, but you're parlaying me into two different things. One of them is, I got my hands on a lease, a lease purchase agreement from one of the major carriers.
2: Oh, you did finally.
1: I have one. I've read every letter of every word and it will knock your socks off when we talk about this. I can't All wait right? to hear about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Well, let me just give you a little preview, okay? While you're sitting at home with no debt, making money with no risk, okay? This guy's going to be paying over 1300 bucks a week for 145 weeks. $274,000 minimum for a truck. $1,300 a week. He said to work wherever it takes to make $1,300. He has to do that before he ever makes a penny for himself. Then he's going to buy his fuel, <laughs> which is another $1,300 a week. Now, how long do you think he's going to have this truck? And he said it was a walkaway lease, except the problem with that is there's not that word walkaways nowhere in this con- in this lease
2: just in the uh, the buzzwords from the uh, marketing, the sales market.
1: You can walk away as long as you pay the difference between what you have paid and $156,000 at the time you want to walk. You can walk as fast as you want.
2: <laughs>
1: so we'll get into that a little bit later. The other thing I wanted to parlay uh, into is that our next weekend, uh, as you all well know, we're all going to be at the live event. We're going to have a little um, live event um, warm-up for the podcast on Sunday night. But then we're going to play our recorded um, uh, interview with the CEO of Lane Axis, And you were talking about crypto and obviously Lane Axis is a is a is a blockchain, you know, a solution to digital freight. Ma- you know, it's going to eliminate the freight brokers, what it's going to do. So it's a very, very interesting uh, uh, interview um, with the CEO. He um you know, we 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 had a great time talking to him. I think you guys are going to find it just you're just going to sit there and 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 can't move. You know, um, it's going to solve. A, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it it was interesting talking to a guy who's actually making it happen. And it, it, listen, if you're a carrier, you can do it right now. Okay, And yeah. And his name is Rick Burnett, and uh, it's going to be in our in our next week episode that we'll, we're going to be um, playing while we're doing our thing um, about that. Uh, we have had two people that canceled at the very last minute. So we have got two um, seats left. Uh, we were sold out. We're actually making our staff stand in the hallway so we can seat you guys. But we, we literally have two seats left and that's it. And so first two people that give me a call or give me an email or give me a text, 250 bucks for the weekend. If you end up using any of our services as a result of being there, the 250 bucks applies to that. So if you end up using our dispatch service or our consulting service or whatever, bring a truck on, you know? So, uh, if not, if you just have to pay the two fifty and sit there and learn, I promise you that by lunchtime you'll have made the money back. So, um, if you like what you hear at the podcast, it's just going to be two days of, 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 of more of this than you, we can ever give you here. And uh, the other thing, I just found out we might have a third seat because one of our guys just told me he's probably not going to make it. So we might have three certain seats. But um, the um, well, just lost my chain of thought. Help me out. <laughs> anyway, um, it was important, too. All right. So Zeke Goodwin, uh, truck owner, future fleet owner, uh, crypto dude. Crypto crazy, you know? Um if you want to get into crypto, Listen, your I'll man. give
2: you half price, Larry. You're half I'll give you half price. I'm half price.
1: Oh, that's what I was gonna tell you. I I bought a few thousand shares of lane access, by the way. So Oh you did? I bought it before I met before we interviewed Rick Burnett, though. So okay. he was pretty happy to hear that, actually. I bet he was. So <laughs> good. But uh but it, it's it's the it's the thing of the future. So we're You know, we're going to try. I thought it'd be interesting to see it from the inside out rather than look from the outside in. So I wanted to get in there and say, okay, here I am. So what's this, how's this going to work? And if you're a carrier, you can do it right now. It's, it's, you can go to the website and sign up, you know, if you're a shipper, you can do it right now. So, but that 15 to 30% that's going to a broker right now is going to end up going back in somebody's pocket, the carrier. And, uh, it's, um, you know, it's the thing of the future. So. Uh, don't know if we need to do any comment. You got, you got a few minutes for to look at comments. We might have some questions for you. So let's sure. see what we got here. Um, uh, <laughs> truck driver vacation on the phone. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he does. You know, he uh, he, uh, he, he, he won't, he won't relax, but, uh, uh, here's this one. I'll pay fresh greenbacks for Chris O'Leary to source a lunatic truck. <laughs> well, okay. We might take you up on that. Okay. How many greenbacks are you willing to play? So, Um, let's see. I don't know of another way to contact the gentleman. Well, he's pretty serious about that, didn't he? Uh, fuel line. We talked about that. Um, sign me up to become a strategic partner. I think we got the message there, ABC. Hearing your story makes me feel a lot better. I paid 9K for an 01387. And I've put 11,000 in it, getting it loaded, getting it load ready. Well, good for you, D. Uh, D Harrell. Good for you. That's the way to do it. Uh, the 01387, what motors it got? Can you tell us that when you text us that? Um, a wise man runs away as fast as possible like he's on fire from a never-never program. All right, sounds way better. <laughs> Mike, Mike has got his—he's—he's uh, pretty invested in silver right now, as I understand. We had this oh, discussion the other day. Oh, okay. And so fifty uh, k. He spent. He'll oh, pay fifty. All right. Well, we'll 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 contact you. ABC. We she. We might sell you a Zeke's truck for fifty thousand. What about that? <laughs> it's already ready to go. So. Yeah all right guys listen I think that's good we'll, we'll be seeing you next week we are going to have a podcast next week we'll start it live from the event you all can see what you missed okay uh two or three of you uh, if you want to come we still got we got a little bit of room here um, so I don't know how long after this podcast we usually get a lot, a lot of results right away so uh, in Jeffersonville Ohio uh, i60 uh, i71 65 Uh, There's a TA truck stop there. You can park your truck. Uh, You can stay in the truck if you want to. Or we've got a hotel block at the Fairfield Inn. It'll be all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Oh, I know what what I was going to tell you that I forgot. We've got some special guests. Uh, Mike Beckett, the worldwide renowned expert on all thing tires, will be doing an exclusive Zoom meeting just for us. That's awesome. And Bruce Mallinson from Pittsburgh Power is going to talk about how we can help lower the cost Of doing, uh, uh, of operating these newer trucks that have DPF. So we're going, we're going, because there'll be a lot of people there that have already bought trucks that aren't lunatic trucks, and we still have to help them lower their cost per mile. So we got two special guests, and then our old buddy Steve Wheeler, who's a BCO who won the truck last year, who used to be an accountant. He's going to be there and talk about some accounting stuff. That's all on Sunday afternoon, all day Saturday and all in the morning of Sunday. It's me and the rest of the lunatic staff, and we're going to be doing our thing. And uh, pissing you off for about the first four hours and then hugging you and making you feel better the rest of that time. So come join us if you want to. There, there Now, I can tell you right now, we do not video these. It will not be available ever, ever, ever as a podcast or as a video. You have to come to see it. And uh, cause it's not the same. You know, uh, we just don't. I don't. I only perform live. I don't. I, this is just all. This is just warm up. Okay you need to come see the real thing. All right. Where I'm totally uncensored. All right. So anything else, Zeke, thank you for being here. Okay. Appreciate you looking forward to making you some money. Okay. Yes, and, so um,
2: the opportunity me and, me and my wife, Vanessa, we both appreciate the opportunity.
1: And my, i tell you what you're like me. You married way up, son. I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> I did. I you did. did. You did, did a good job.
2: She handled this, this dress and these options now way better than I did.
1: Yeah. She's a good lady. Good lady, been
2: supportive.
1: All right, so tell Vanessa we love her and thank you very much for le- letting us have you. Okay, and we'll see and, you uh, at
2: the next the next uh, thing you're putting on.
1: Probably in morning. November. We, we're we're looking at some dates in November for the final one for this year. The final one ever. Really, we're gonna if we're gonna do something next year, we're gonna rework. It'll be something completely different. So, but. Um, Chris, you have a good vacation and quit, uh, get off the phone and get off the thing. Go enjoy your family. Okay. We got this. All right. (laughs) Relax. All right. And, uh, we'll see you, uh, Chris, we'll see you on Friday uh, in Ohio and everybody have a good week. And, uh, if you, if you want to come join us, I got, looks like three seats now. Okay. So, um, hurry up. Talk to you later. Good night, everybody.